BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I see y'all there vibing, uh, 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 Monte. I, I seen the vibes, bro. You know what I'm saying? I seen the vibes, man. Welcome back. Hold on, let me go ahead and mute you for a second. I had to take everybody. Oh, yeah, I think we're good now. All right, boom, there we go. Welcome back to another episode of Chop That Podcast post game recap. Uh, Washington and Philadelphia just ended. Um, honestly, well, what I thought was a, a goddamn incredible game, um, regardless of result. But obviously, we are here to talk about the, uh, the good guys. Good guys lost today. Um, 34-31 on the road at the link against the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we even get into it and dive into it, fellas, man, Dre in here. AJ's in here. Hefe, a.k.a. Low Dog, a.k.a. Montel <laughs> in here, man. Fellas, how y'all doing today, bro? Y'all all right? No. <laughs> I guess no. I should ask only if after a win or something, huh? <laughs> but now nah, you was really going through it. You told me you well, you tell the people how you was feeling because this is one of those games where like when you lock in and like you see like how how good they're competing. Um, Montel was like, I don't I don't care if they if they playing good. I want I want the dub. Like I he was out for dub. blood. Ain't no moral victories for me, man. Like once I seen that they was competing like that, I literally 
I, I bought in and I and I texted him all fourth quarter, especially after Sam threw that touchdown. I said, I want this one bad because I hate Philly. I tell everybody, I think I'm starting to hate Philly more than I hate the Cowboys. Their fans are obnoxious. Like, I haven't seen my team get a ring, and I'm gonna just be 100% honest. Philly fans, y'all got one ring, though. Like, y'all talk down on us, too. And I get it. We ain't been good. But we are throwing in y'all side on the low, man. And, and and we always compete against Philly. Philly never – they don't blow us out for real, man. For real. And I wanted this one so bad just to talk trash, man. I might have stayed on Twitter for an extra day. Hey, you can still talk this shit. Hey, the game went to overtail, Monta. We can still talk a little bit of shit. Because the Eagles didn't <laughs> nah, expect us to man. even be playing with them like that. You know what I'm saying? I wanted the dub, Dre. Me too. I wanted the dub too, man. <laughs> I get it, man. J, J Tyler, I appreciate you checking in. Uh, as always, everybody just tap and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're on the live side, if you are listening on the audio, man, always give us a rating and review if you have opportunity to do so. Soldier support, man, and it's free. So we appreciate that. Um, all right. So Montel, man, you haven't been on the post game this season. So we got our we got our little thing with the one sentence takeaways. Um Fellas, who's going to kick it off this week? What's our one sentence takeaway from today's game? I'll go ahead. Uh, very encouraging, man. Because um, after last week, I was very discouraged against the Bills. You know, losing 37-3, I didn't expect to come out against the Eagles and, you know, at least put up this type of fight, man. I, I at least just wanted to keep this close and competitive. But this was a game, like Montel said, we could have went out there and won, man. So, you know, I hate – right now, yes, I am mad that we lost the game. You know, I'm probably going to be pissed off at least until tomorrow. But at least going forward, I feel a little bit encouraged, man, because there was some good things in this game. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I'll say, uh, you know, when – how do I want to phrase this? Because I don't want – with their backs against the wall, being uh, me and, and how uh, really came came through for the team. Um, I saw this. I saw this uh, post from Mark Bullock, a friend of the show. Um, he said it a little bit better than me. I just didn't want to steal his, but he had mentioned, um, "Where was it?" I'm gonna miss his quote because I'm. It's going. I got a lot of notifications. He he had said when essentially when how plays within rhythm of the the offense. Um, this offense is efficient. Like it, it proves to be efficient or something like that. Let me see if I can find it here. Go when Howell is efficient, the offense works. So basically uh, alluding to the fact that the scheme and what the enemy wants to get done, like it, it works if you work it essentially. And, and I think with, with Washington and in, in this game, um, if you all remember last week and even uh, in the pregame leading up, I thought that, uh, and I reiterate, I said they had a better chance against Philadelphia than they did against Buffalo. And, for, for Washington, in order for them to win, they would have had to win a shootout. I understood where Washington was in terms of like how they matched up defensively. They was going to have some problems against a, a very good offense in, in Philadelphia. But it was like, how is this offense of Washington going to be able to keep up and, and give that defense a chance to make plays? And um, it wasn't perfect on the defense side of the football. We're going to tap into that. But I think for for my one sentence takeaway, understanding where – that that offense your one your one second takeaway boy you've been your long ass running paragraph <laughs> <laughs> i made it i did make my sentence are we are we paying attention here what's up right what's up 
thought you were supposed to just say your sentence and then we move AJ on. AJ doesn't like, want us to. I say AJ is very. I say AJ is very very literal. He says one sentence and then we just move on. Yeah, we've been going back and forth for the first for, first four games of the season. I, but anyway, with that being said, man, I think with the, the way the offense played, man, they gave this, this team a shot. But you but you know, like if it works, if you work it and, and we need to kind of see more consistency on both the enemy's part and how's part, because clearly when you go up against some top dogs like the, 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 the Eagles and other teams in the, in the NFC, that's that's very powerful in terms of like their offensive performance. You're gonna to have to get his defense some help. Uh, yeah, I think my my headline, I'd probably go with something simple, and it it, it would probably be, "What's up, Jack?" And uh, oh no, don't worry, you gotta say don't no no worry, no need to elaborate. Nah, nah, you got the flow, the you got the flow, I mean, run a little bit with this motherfucker. You feel me? <laughs> But uh, go ahead though. Yeah. No, you got it. Go ahead. What's up, Jack? Uh, just yeah, I'm not really liking this defense. Like, I'm not liking the game plan. I'm not liking the scheme. I'm not liking putting Forbes on an island. Uh, and you know that they're attacking him. Uh, the reason why you brought him in is to be a ball hawk, and you're you're leaving him out there to to die against top wide receivers in this league. And Brian Johnson, the OC for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, kudos to you. You took advantage of that all day. You connected it all game. You literally hit Forrest with comeback routes. You hit him with a bubble screen that him and Crow bit down on. You you gave him everything thinking that it was going to be short and to eventually go deep, and you won. Montel, uh, what you thinking? Man, it was so much to take away from this game today, but my one sentence takeaway, because you could get, you could go positive or negative, because you know, I really didn't anticipate us winning today, but you know, once we once the game started, I was like, okay, we in it. We we could win it. But my one sentence takeaway is kind of on par with AJ, and it's the defense is letting us down. And you drafted a corner in the first round and the second round. And the reason for doing so was to see them make plays. This defense doesn't make plays, dog. Like, offense scored 31 points. If you make one play, we win. And we've invested so much into this defense, young, and it's like four first-round picks along the defensive line. And I seen this on Twitter earlier. I wish they would stop announcing that shit every game. Like, stop, because every time they do that, we don't do nothing. Like, for real. It seems like every time they talk about they got four first-rounders on the front four, we get one sack. And I'm like, dude, stop doing that. But this defense is incapable of making a play. I said it going into overtime. When Terry McLaurin's toenail fell out of bounds, I said, defense, you got to make a play. You just got to make a play. Like, y'all haven't made a play all game. Just make a play. And you begging but, for them but, to do it. But, Montel, why do they call that man Riverboat Ron? If you're not going to take an opportunity to win the game, when you have all the momentum in the world. I, After I, overtime, I'd rather them have lost like that 
versus going into overtime. Well, y'all killed him when he did that against the Giants a couple years ago. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, no, I, I, I don't blame I don't, I wanted to go for two, too. I did want to go for two. But I think that Giants game, that Giants game, was that like the end of the year or something, right? No, that was the beginning of the year. We talking about last year, right, with the – no, nah, uh, I, I think it was 2020. I know what you're the, the Haskins about. year when uh, he went for two, but they didn't get it. They ended, I think they ended up losing that game. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying he got killed for it before. However, I'm with AJ. I would have went for two, but I understand why he didn't. I was comfortable going to OT because I, I mean, here you muted AJ. Hey, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, we can hear you now. The the field goal or the extra point isn't even a guarantee, so you might as well you you might as well go for it with with your long snapping situation. You might as well have went for it. Like I, I don't well, know, I don't know what. The well, but all that is. said, they had a chance that they they got yeah. the ball first and they overtime. got the ball first. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you know what I'm saying? Had, they, they still had their chance. They had the ball first, and they and on top of that, they. They forced a, a third down, I think two third downs in a, in a fourth down situation on defense. Like when when they got when they ended up putting the ball, like there was opportunities, bro. Um, and I think that's if if we want to like morph this conversation to to other instances, um, we're gonna circle back to some defensive things, like in particular. But um, I, now this is a good point as well in terms of like the last punt out of all the punts, <laughs> out of all the punts. Somebody said um, it. The, the the last the last punt that Trustway had was one of the one of the the worst ones of the day and, and honestly probably one of the worst ones of of Trust's season. So it's it like it's just terrible timing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like such terrible timing in a moment where they were playing. Uh, they were honestly just playing. They were playing good ball. Um, I do think um, when you think about the opportunities that were actually reverse. Let's start with like let's go from top to bottom. Like how they how they even came out the game, um, came out the gates, right? Uh, you end up getting a 10-point lead. And even that drive where Washington or Philadelphia finds a way to get a field goal at the end, you're, you're thinking, excuse me, at the end of the first half, um, like that shouldn't have happened, right? You you should be going into the game with, excuse me, going going into the, the second half with a 10-point lead. Um, ultimately, uh, there's like a, what, a 11-point swing or, or maybe 14-point swing for Philadelphia, um, after that, after that, uh, that field goal drive going into the second half, I think Washington, honestly, when you, when you look at, even from the offensive side of the standpoint, um, you're, you're up there from, uh, from, from kickoff up there competing against these guys. Um, I don't know, like there was moments where, you know, you look at the protection and you're trying to figure out what's going on with these guys. Right. Um, I think Andrew Wiley has some issues. Sam Cosme obviously has some issues. Uh, there was some whiffs in terms of blocks um, missed, uh, but overall, I really think that when you look at uh, the offensive job that that they did to really even put themselves in this position to have the opportunities um, to win this game, <clears throat> um, I, I think that you can't really on this side of the football. There wasn't really moments where you're like, uh, like this is this is that this is this is this is why we lost. Now I will say there's two moments in particular that I'm going to be thinking about, right? Like there was a deep shot to, to Terry McLaurin that was a bad throw from Sam Howell. Um, and then there was a post, it was a post ball. Uh, I mean, another post with uh, De'Ami Brown where it was another bad ball. But those were the two main ones where I look at this offense. Um, and, and I say, if there was anything that I can really look at this team and 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 on that, on that unit and say, like, 
this is what this is this is what I wish we could have connected on. It was it would be those two. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it was it was strong from from the enemy to to even the offensive line and, and Brian Robinson, who we finally got got involved. Um, how many targets did Terry have? Like he had four or five catches in the first half. Um, and made some big plays in the second half. Jahan Dawson had one bad drop too. Um, that actually that's another one. Like we talk about the bad balls. Jahan Dawson had a bad drop over the middle that I'm that I'm thinking about as well because it extends a drive. And I think it is a position where we have a chance to take the lead, if I remember right. Well, Eagles um, ended up scoring on the drive right after that drop. So yeah, so so offensively, like there's probably like three big moments where I'm looking at it and I'm saying, like, damn, like that sucks. And that's 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 clearly uh you, you wish you had a better or a second chance or a mulligan, but um I, I love how they responded after after that 34 point beatdown against the Bills on that on that side of the football. Yeah, I mean I, I think for me, um I think the offense played played great, especially going against the the front that they had to go against uh in a sweat uh Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. Like they really kind of Hassan Reddick, they they did a damn good job. Like Eric Bieniemy came out, you know, firing. Like he called an amazing game. The game plan was perfect uh, overall. I think um, Brian Robinson probably had about maybe 12, 12 carries or so. Um, I don't know about y'all, but every time I seen Antonio uh, Gibson, fourteen for forty five. Okay, every time I seen Antonio Gibson with a carry, I kind of like low key started on myself. Um, <laughs> I mean, but that's the issue. Like hey, bro. he he is the he is the <laughs> complimentary back to Brian Robinson, so he got to play. He got to get some touches, but they need to call somebody that's sitting at home or something and bring them in to supplement that, or maybe try to bring in a Cordell Patterson. I don't know, bro. But I'm not comfortable with Antonio Gibson getting any type of carry at all. Um, yeah, I mean, offensively, they they played their ass off. Uh, Sam Howell did a great job today in taking what was there. Um, he didn't try to force things. He still locked in on some guys, but he took what was there. Uh, the enemy did a better job of giving him those one reads to, to kind of play into. Um, and if he didn't see those things, he kind of got out of there and, and tried to make a play. Um, yeah, I really didn't have a problem with the offensive side of the ball. I think for me, man, just being a Washington football fan in general, I don't know the last time I've ever seen this team, whether it be under Ron Rivera, Shanahan, Gruden, play a complete game where they were dominant on both the offensive side of the ball and defensively. And it's, it's just, it's growing frustrating for me because you see other organizations do it. And I have yet to see that happen. And today the defense really let the offense down. Like we we keep trying to make it seem like this defense is elite. By no means is this defense elite. They have nobody to necessarily make plays. And too many times uh, Jack Del Rio is too dependent on the front four to get home. And it, it, it's just not, it's not going to work long term. Um, you got a linebacker in Barton who, you you essentially playing with ten men on defense, like he he serves no purpose in my opinion. Um, yeah, and just how Jack Del Rio just left. Well, hold on. Let, on that, or are we just focusing on offense. 
I was gonna say we're gonna we're gonna get look, we got we got it, we got a show. We're gonna get to the defense, bro. Like it ain't going, it ain't going nowhere. We got a discussion to talk yeah. about these boys, bro. Like it was several people who had some issues on that side of the boat. We gonna we gonna That's get right. there. AJ was trying to speed saying? you up on that one sentence, bro. He was like, <laughs> "Hey, he's trying to talk about Jack." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I thought we were just talking about the overall game now. After we didn't got through Maul's uh, soliloquy. <laughs> hey man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't hear, I ain't heard, I ain't heard Dre or, or Montel talk about that offense. Yet, you know what I'm saying? Hey man. <laughs> Go ahead, Dre or, or, or Montel, whoever want to whoever want to take the stab at it. Eight eight catches for eighty six yards by for Terry. By the way, I think he had four or five catches in the first oh, half, yeah, and should have had a hundred yards if if they gave that gave him that goddamn overtime catch. But go ahead, y'all got it. No, I mean, like I told y'all in the text, I thought this was Eric Bieniemy's best game by far that he's called. I mean, I didn't walk away from this game feeling like, oh, he abandoned the run or he never really tried to get the run game involved. I thought he did a really good job this game of mixing it up both ways with the pass and the run, especially early on. You sort of it was a concerted effort to get Sam Howell, get the ball out of his hands quick. I mean, and that's an adjustment from what we've seen in the past couple of weeks. So, like I said, that's the Eric Bieniemy that we are kind of looking for. I mean, that's the one I want to see. I mean, I, I mean, his game plan was masterful today against the Eagles. Um, you know, we probably could have put up more points. <laughs> you know, we probably almost could have put up 40 today. But, I mean, then Brian Robinson, man, I mean, he's a dog. First off, we got to get AJ to stop hating on that man, more. Like, I mean, we, you know what I'm saying? He's a little pop. AJ going to do what he's going to do, not, do, bro. He's just dead He's wrong, not bro. a dog. He's a little no, pop. At some dead point, wrong, yeah, at some point, pop. you got to get that man his props, AJ. I know you want somebody else up in here in that running back room. But I think Brian Robinson, man, like I said, you call on him. He's usually efficient when you call on him. And, I mean, like I said, he 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 came up big today. He had a couple of runs. I wish he would have got credited with the other touchdown, but it was the fumble. Um, you, I you love win. the well, – I was going to go crazy if he, if he did that to him. I was going to go crazy did. if he got in the end zone, bro. He did that he, shit to him. He, he kept did, his did. motor running, man. He was running dudes over. I wanted him to get that score. But, I mean, nonetheless, we got the score anyway. Um, also, another thing I love what Eric Bieniemy did in this game. I mean, it was a concerted effort. I think as Maul mentioned to get the playmakers involved in this game. I mean, Terry was getting a lot of targets. This is the game that I expected to see out of Terry at some point already in this season. And then Jahan Dotson, my boy, man. I mean, he had the drop, but he had the redemption as well. I mean, he was—he also looked like he was involved in the game plan today, um, so to speak. I mean, he was covered uh, some good times by Bradbury on the Eagles at, on some plays, but it was just a good, and then even Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel had a lot of plays in this game, man. So, you know, getting all three of those guys involved, I mean, these are your best players on offense. You have to get the ball in their hands. So, I mean, I loved it. I loved a lot about what we did on offense today. I mean, it's very encouraging going forward. It makes me feel like, man, Sam, how, you know, we might have something here. I'm almost ready to say it because, if we are to look at Sam Howell and, you know, discover that maybe he is a franchise guy, I think that fourth quarter drive might be that turning point for him. I mean, that's the that's the part where men start to grow into real quarterbacks when they can make those fourth quarter drives under duress like he was, you know, to put us in position to go to overtime. So, I mean, it was, like I said, a lot of encouraging things on offense. Obviously, we're going to talk about the defense in a few, but, I mean, I love what we did offensively today. So, so one thing, Montel. Yeah. So the the Dawson drop was a third down drop. They were up 17-13. Washington was. So that that just for people that's listening and watching, um, they did have the opportunity to extend that drive, and and obviously fortunes changed. And to add on that, the how part, like when you're down twenty four seventeen, bro, and and he's, he he gets you on that scoring drive, like that that whole drive was damn near all the same. Like making plays with your legs, extending the pocket, 
I mean, excuse me, ascending the play, um, finding finding your reads, like getting the ball out. Like I, I that was, and obviously, offensive line does its job, and, and Brian Robinson closes the drive out with his touchdown run. But like the the way that they performed on this side of the ball against a, a defense with a, a front a front rush like the, the Philadelphia Eagles defense, like we can't undermine the 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 points that they put up and the style in which they did it, and, and that's what uh is encouraging on that side of the ball uh moving forward like if you can do it against these guys like what what's the excuse moving forward go ahead Monto. And, and i think y'all both already touched on it i think we've seen the formula today i mean last week i think they just dropped them back too many times and put them in situations where he could hold the ball and i think the formula is get the ball out quick at least right now because he's not pat mahomes get the ball out quick Play actions, everything. Yeah, and I came in ready to talk trash about Sam today, and he completely shut me up. And I'm okay with that. I told him, I said, look, I'm okay with being wrong about Sam Howell. If it means he's going to be good, I'm rooting for him. I'm legit rooting for the team. But if you're going to look bad, you got to go to the bench, bro, because as I mentioned last week, this team is good. Like, this team can play. But they got to put it all together, man. Like, you just competed with the Eagles, and last week you was in it with the Bills into the fourth quarter with terrible QB play. So I think that this team is good enough to compete, good enough to play with some top dogs. But, I, like I said, I think we got to we gotta be able to take some pressure off of Sam. And I think they did a good job of doing that today with the quick passes, with some of the screens, some of the draws, running the ball. And even if running the ball isn't getting you five yards a pop, you got to keep the defense honest. And I got to give Sam credit today because the run game wasn't very efficient today, even though we – I love B-Rob just like y'all do, man. He, he is a dog. I don't care what AJ's talking about. If our O-line was the Detroit or, or the Cowboys <laughs> or anybody like – or the Eagles, you, I, 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 I've had this in my notes too. DeAndre Swift is the perfect example of – if you give me an O-line or you give me a good system, I can thrive. Like, this O-line is, come on, we know it's makeshift. If B-Rob had the Eagles O-line, he'd be going off too, bro. But he doesn't. So that's another conversation. But I, like I said, I just think we've seen the formula today to kind of help Sam Howell out and keep this team in games. But your defense, this has been the problem year after year. They start off slow. But if they ever put it together this year, I'm hoping it's not a 2021 season. Um, that's another point I wanted to touch on. I, I think people are afraid to give Chase Young a little bit of credit. He looks pretty good. You know what I mean? Is he 2020 Chase Young right now? No. I still see him like he looks a little slow a little bit. He, 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 he looks, looks like, slow. Like after the after like when, when quarterbacks escape the pocket, you know, yeah, he's he, 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 he running two miles an hour. To, to yeah, he down. accelerates. I think, off I, think the I think his conditioning is just not there yet. But uh, he'll, he'll probably he ain't trying to hit <laughs> he he accelerate off the rock though. Like Let me his stop. initial burst is crazy, and his bull rush is crazy. Of course, he got to get a b- little bit more in his repertoire. But man, I think I I think we'll be all if the defense can step the the side that you invested everything in. If they step up, I think we'll be okay. Like, but, let's talk about him, bro. Let's talk about him. I, I want to start with I want to start with the, the the rookie, and then let's go ahead and expand out, man. Because I'm gonna say this on on our show. Um, first and foremost, bro, it's so crazy. Like the timeline was going crazy over Manuel Forbes, right? Um, obviously, there's people who continue to reference the Christian Gonzalez Manuel Forbes decision on the draft day. And my thing is for all of the grease that that 
some of those some of those same people are willing to extend to Sam Howell because he's only yeah. played three or four games in in a in an NFL career. Like, why are we going so hard on Emmanuel Forbes for going up against AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and having a day where he's made or he's excuse me, let me reverse that. He uh they have made more plays than he could make against them in, in a situation like your your fourth game, you're going against two elite receivers and you're going to have some issues, right? But that's my thing. Like, you're going to, you got baptized today. It is what it is. And, and I'm not saying that every single first round cornerback is going to look like Emmanuel Forbes. I'm not that type of person that's going to sit here and, and dilute you. There's going to be some people who come out day one ready to play and they're going to strap that shit. But at the same time, Emmanuel Forbes, like, everybody isn't that, that cornerback. And Emmanuel Forbes had a bad day. Um, it is what it is. And I, I think for, for everybody who's on that criticism side of saying that he's some shit or he's ass or, or like the, the coaching staff made it the wrong decision um, <laughs> drafting him. I just think where they go wrong is like trying to write the book or close the book on a guy week uh, uh, four games into his rookie season. Like that, that is the complete opposite of what y'all are doing to Sam Howe when, when he's having a bad game or he's looking terrible, bro. You don't, you don't do that to people. Like, especially, especially if he had one bad game that was terrible against elite players. Let us see how you recover, bro. It's just racism. That's just what it is. I was gonna say, AJ, AJ, um, for you because Forbes, to Maul's point, Forbes reminds me of our cornerback, D'Angelo Hall. You know, the ball hawk type of guy. But I want to ask AJ because he probably remembered this better than I do. But D'Angelo Hall had a game early in his career with the Falcons where one, I can't remember which wide receiver had cooked him, and everyone said he was trash. You remember that, AJ? Who was that? Was it Terrell Owens? Uh, it might have been either T.O. or Steve Smith. Yeah, either way. I mean, he he gave up maybe three or four touchdowns in the game alone. I mean, but that's what ball hawk guys would do. My question was throughout the game was, where was the safety? I noticed Derek Forrest is late a couple of times over there, and then a couple of times they had no safety help over the top. He's beating them on double moves. It was the same thing every time. But like AJ was saying, you got to protect your ball hawk corner, man. I mean, come on. I agree. I, I, yeah. I agree 100%. You got oh, – go ahead, AJ. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say – I think I think the issue is the issue is a lot of fans don't understand football. So when when you draft a corner or you draft certain positions, they just expect them to be like in this case with Emmanuel Forbes, they expect him to be a shutdown corner. But he was never going to be that in his NFL career. He is a ball hawk corner. Uh, for me myself, who has represented ball hawk corners in this league that are top 30 in NFL interceptions of all time in Asante Samuel and the D'Angelo Hall, they're going to give up plays. They're going to give up yards. They're going to be in these positions here and there. You feel me? But Jack Del Rio or whoever is going to be the defensive coordinator has to do a better job of helping them and protecting them in cases of where they can't be put on an island on a double move, for example, when you see that it's coming. You just know it's coming. And this was Emmanuel Forbes' welcome to the NFL game, his moment. You feel me? He went against Devontae Smith in college when it was Mississippi State versus Alabama. Devontae Smith cuts him in, in, in college. Oh, now he gets to go against A.J. Brown in the same game from Ole Miss. Still, <laughs> it's a humbling experience, you feel me? Like, he hasn't been put in that situation necessarily to go against these top dogs. 
And I still think he didn't have as bad as a game as it could have been. He still made some plays. Uh, he still had some I almost had a pick. Out there. He so almost two or three. Yeah. I just think that the fan base doesn't really understand football the best. Those that get it understand. I feel like Jack Del Rio is also letting them play maybe too much off, man. So when you play a lot of off, man, those OCs are going to run the curls early in the game or early in downs to get you and you're going to get caught on, and then eventually you're going to get hit with a double move. And that's exactly what happened. That's why I gave kudos to Brian Johnson, the Eagles offensive coordinator, because he dialed it up perfectly. In those situations where they scored uh, late in the game with A.J. Brown on the double move, you typically don't see that in those in that scenario. You you'd normally see them do a different type of play, but they knew exactly what they had, and there was no safety help over the top. So it was like, of course. It's A.J. Brown. We talk about one of the best wide receivers in the whole NFL. It's not like he got dogged by, by Diami Brown or Brad Here's the thing, though. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got to be real, bro, because I'm real with every player, dog. I don't care who it is. I could like you. I'm real. You know? At the end of the day. There's nothing wrong with criticizing – Forbes, yeah, and and, I, and, I, and that's the thing. This doesn't yeah, mean I'm quitting on guys. A lot of people think when you when you're when you critique guys or when you keep it real about guys that oh you've given up on them. That's not the case, dog. I'm just being real. Emmanuel Forbes done got burnt up a few times this season. He got burnt up in Denver too. And and somebody pointed this out, and it, I, I be listening to the radio sometimes in the morning, and I can't unsee it now. Slim said Emmanuel Forbes looks unathletic. And I'm like, you know what? He's not lying. Manuel Forbes ran a 4-3, and I don't see it. Emmanuel Forbes looked like he's always trailing behind the receiver by five yards, bro. And, and y'all can't tell me y'all don't see that, dog. And I get it. He's a gambling corner, but back, I get it. It's going to take time. But Slim, you getting burnt up. He getting burnt up out there. And I know, and like I said, some people may not want to admit it. They want to give him time. Slim is getting smoked. Every time I look up, I'm like, I bet – if it's a big play, I'd be like, I bet that was Forbes. And I look back and I see the back of our team trailing the receiver trying to catch up. Like, Slim is getting dogged out that joint. And, and I'm, I'm rooting for him. I think he'll get better. I didn't like the pick when it happened, but I'm still rooting for him, and I pray that it works out. But he is getting burned up out that thing, dog. That's not sugarcoated. Every time we look up, the ball on the left side in the edge, Slim for Denver ate him up and, and went for like seven. Right, yeah, one catch, bro. <laughs> oh, let me get burnt up, bro. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying, but what I'm what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, bro. What I'm saying is, uh, like, cause Montel, you know, you know, I know you, bro. You know, what I'm saying, I love you, bro. You've been you've been around for like 20 years. It feels like I'm gonna tell you this right now, brother. You know, what I'm saying, you 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 do this thing. There's nothing wrong with it sometimes, but right, but like you te- you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth. But then you add in like a little size game to it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and 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 it's that's just just it, it's funny. It is what it is. But dude, last week or you know the Broncos game, you absolutely right. Forbes got beat for what that sixty yarder, right? Um, but dude only had two catches on the day, and one of those was on Forbes. And, and but to dude, your point, did somebody didn't did somebody else catch a pass on him? Uh, that game I don't remember. I ain't gonna lie to you. Well, we gotta go back and watch the tape because yeah. I don't know. Um, but the Bills burnt them up. I feel like somebody against Arizona burnt them up. So, so look though, I actually broke down the up. 
I felt like when he was in college, he hey, got burned up. I feel like when he was in his mother's womb, somebody was burning hey, up. Bro. <laughs> hey, but look, no, bro. The Bills game, I actually broke that down. He got so so he gave up a 30 yard of the digs, but it wasn't off the it wasn't off the Come on, bro. He coverage. getting burned up every week, bro. You can't it wasn't off the initial coverage, bro. I ain't trying to hear that my, shit. Bro. My, I ain't my, to hear. You, it was you, scramble drill, you like have... scramble drill or some shit where you just got caught bullshitting. Bro, you but getting burned up. But Montel, you, 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 you gotta remember. Up, it don't mean he's not good. He just getting burnt up right now, bro. Stephon Diggs, you, you get got, burnt up. Trayvon Diggs, you get burnt up too. You you got to remember why this team drafted him. Like I I personally was a Christian Gonzalez fan, so when he was sitting there, I'm like, oh, you take Gonzalez. But obviously, something is wrong with this team and how they pick players and how they go about it. Because so not only did they not only did they take Forbes, but they took Quan Martin, who still has not played a defense. He got hurt again yet. today. But he he came back. Oh, but he only was on. He was the gunner. He came back. Like so. So it's like they literally took this man to help them with their poor ass defensive scheme that doesn't create turnovers. That's the only reason why they took Emmanuel Forbes because it's not being schemed up. He's not being put in different positions to to make plays. It's like oh, we just hope that whatever he did in college just translates to the NFL, and and that's it. We're not gonna put him in the best position to to win these opportunities. We just hope that he interjects into our defense and we start getting turnovers. Because nobody one. else is making nobody else is making plays. Cam Curl ain't making no plays. Diesel ain't, ain't making oh no Lord. plays. Yeah. Uh I right, hold on actually Fuller is balling but nobody else is making say, plays like I got one question in regards so, to Forbes and, and the secondary overall and anybody can answer I ain't trying to take up too much time but like you said, he's, he's a first-round pick, and I know a lot of people, especially as it pertains to Sam, they like to say draft status doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Emmanuel Fab, Emmanuel Forbes was a first-round pick. He came in here to make an immediate impact. That's why you draft guys in the first round. Do you feel like the secondary is better or worse this year with Emmanuel Forbes back there? Let's be honest. So you, you said the, is what better? You said the is secondary? The secondary better or worse this year with Emmanuel Forbes back there? I think I think it's exactly the same. It's just that you now know you yeah. have a guy that's a ball hog. It, it's exactly the same because it's the same scheme. And that's the issue with Jack Del Rio. At some point, you need to evolve as a play caller, as a game planner. It needs to evolve. And there's no there's no evolving of it. It's the same old shit. That's why it's easy for teams to, to go against them offensively because they already know what it is. We've been seeing them just tried to get home with four for years for four years we've been seeing the same thing like we we've seen them take Quan martin to be a nickel corner but then force ben back into the slot position so now forbes is playing outside even last week i looked at the numbers forbes only played 40 percent of the snaps defensively hey, like hey, what's Stacey, going what, on what's going on with that what's up bro who, who hurt you bro <laughs> I just want to talk. Nigga say I'm losing. We losing credibility. Who who is you, brother? Who the hell is yeah, you? Man, then, then go go ahead you, and hit that big old X button and, and tap your ass out. Hey, you gotta do that. Hey, we losing credibility. The hell wrong or, with you, or matter, or matter of fact, bring us. your bring your ass up on here. We said we was gonna open the floor. Bring your ass up on here. Hey, that's so how you want. You want? Yeah, go ahead. Chop it up with us. Chop it up with us. I ain't gonna lie though, Monte. Your point though, I mean, uh, not not to your point, to to your question and AJ's point, I, I think it's the same. But but I also think even if we want to like dive into like the bigger 
issue or question mark, right? Like when we talk about missed opportunities um, and just like the, the instances where, for example, Washington had, um, excuse me, Washington's defense had moments where they could have even made bigger plays in the backfield against Jalen Hurst and they missed out on those. Or um, obviously, um, well, the cut, the coverage part is so funny because people have all these answers right now. Um, but I don't speak on me personally. It's hard for me to even like speak in absolutes without watching like any type of tape. Cause it's hard to see like what they were doing on the back end. I know for a fact when AJ Brown caught that first, that first pass along the sideline with uh, on what looked like Emmanuel Forbes trailing, I know for a fact that that was zone coverage. So I could assume that that was covered too. And when you do stuff like that, like, for those who were geeking up with Sam Howe when he hit the honey hole on, on John Bates, right? And that against the Denver Broncos on the sideline for like 30 yards. I can only imagine if this was cover two, guess what? It had to be a perfect pass. Like, and, and those are anyway, besides the point, opportunities. Like when you think when you think about things like this, um, Washington had opportunities to get make plays on Jalen Hurts in the backfield, but then from a coverage standpoint, or even linebackers, like even with the fumble. Like the, the they thought that the play was over and and dude I forgot who the running back was that fumbled or Kenneth Gainwell he fumbled yeah. and we're over here celebrating the stop and they ain't even like the play not even over yet it's four it's four commanders on the around the ball and the the lineman gets the recovery so I think there's so many things when you look at like how this defense is like missed opportunities from your secondary not being able to capitalize on uh uh, uh bad throws and that's just not even this this game I'm talking about uh, Buffalo with cam curl dropping an interception that went right through his hands um or not even dropping it he just it just went through his hands um literally um there was other instances Derek forrest had a couple plays that he could have made against denver he drops an interception so like i think with forbes and even the one opportunity that forbes really makes like he made a play to get that interception against denver like he's the one person who's going to do that or excuse me rewind kendall fuller's going to do it too i gotta give him his credit i know i don't mean the one he dropped that they gave him <laughs> he said he Forbes dropped the bet. Hey, 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 my, my I'm real, bro. I'm real. He didn't drop. He didn't drop I'm the real, pass. Bro. He caught the pass. He dropped it. He fumbled hey, the ball trying ball to get up boy. and score, man. And this is it because I, I really want to hear from Drake. I really do. I want to hear from Drake. But if if I'm being hundred percent honest, you know what's even funnier? Your first round pick, and y'all and y'all answered the question for me. Where I didn't have to say anything. When you come in. The secondary is supposed to get better, and they didn't. So that's the so answer right there. Ron I, Rivera. But, Ron but Rivera. I, but I think – not nah, hold, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. To that point, though, like, Montel, if the, if you're asking about the, the secondary, I, I think we're we're painting the picture. Like, what was Emmanuel Forrest supposed to do if, if, if Benjamin St. Juice, if Kendall Fuller, Derek Forrest, they aren't making plays on the football? All those like, guys look good. What are, they, what are they supposed to do? All those – St. Juice is looking good this year. You're not, you're not understanding. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, the secondary is a collective unit. The secondary is a collective unit. I understand ball, Mo. I played in the secondary before. The secondary is a collective unit. You oh, have yeah. a weak link at corner. It's a reason. A team doesn't come in and say, we're going to target a guy today if he's a strength. It doesn't happen. You can't well, my, my, they're going to test. They're going to test the rookie, though. Why would they, why would they Bro, not test him? If you a nice rookie, you think they're going to target you? They they he's do all the time with uh, no, what's the dude in, in New York, bro. And, I, I, when he was a rookie, they 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 threw his way and he shut bro. that shit down. It, so and he shut it down. What is your boy doing? Yes. Though? Hey, hey, what did I say? What did I say? Two like twenty minutes ago. All I said. This is the last. This is my last topic, so we can get to the bigger thing. My my whole and it's crazy because I'm over here talking about 
I'm over here talking about missed opportunities in the secondary. My point is like if your other people ain't making plays in the secondary, like it's gonna be it's gonna be a bigger it's gonna be a bigger problem to what AJ's saying. Like there's nobody making plays out there, and that's true. But it's true because they're the unit is not making plays. And the one opportunity that one person made a play this year, it was Emmanuel Forbes making a play coming off of coverage. Uh, excuse me, coming off of uh the, the bell coverage to, to attack a football. And I'm saying that's the one person who showed that he can make something happen because he wasn't even supposed to do that. All he did was read everything. He read the splits. He knew his depth. He knew what the cornerback, I mean, the receiver supposed to do. And he made a play where the receiver fucked up. And what I'm saying is when you have people who cannot make plays in that secondary, bro, it don't matter how good uh, Emmanuel Forbes is, is make, at, at supposedly making plays at the catch point. It doesn't matter. Like they're going to try and target him. They did. Philadelphia did today. But at the, at the end of the day, they're not going to target Emmanuel Forbes every single play. They can they can they can throw a cam, uh, cam curls way because they know if it's a decent pass or even if it is a contested pass, Cam Curl ain't gonna make the pick. Like there's so many other factors that you gotta look into, bro. And I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like it's the same, bro. But uh, we thought they would have been drastically better as a unit. But it's just it's literally the same. But they're even funnier, marginal, the bro. same as last year. That was they was a good secondary. They're, they're not, not a terrible it's, secondary. It's, it's, they're not incrementally better this year, bro. They're not. And I and well, I'm agreeing with you. It's a unit effort. Nobody's making plays, but I don't feel like there was a weak link to this magnitude last year. And I'm, again, well, I, I'm not. I mean, you you had you had you had fucking Richard Wild Goose playing and Bobby though. McCain. <laughs> I mean, and Bobby McCain. But there they was weren't. A weak but link. they weren't getting it's picked just, on. It's, Bob. It's, they weren't. They just, weren't. They weren't giving up a big play three weeks in a row. Right. They, they also weren't, weren't making plays. They weren't making plays. That is the. That's problem. not what I'm. Like, I think y'all missing the point, bro. I think y'all missing I, the I, point. I, I, I understand the, exactly the, where you're coming from. Your expectation is at a certain level because you feel like if you're going to use your first round pick to acquire a cornerback. They should make the defense incredibly better than what it Not was last year, right? Even, even, even if it's a marginal difference, your first round pick. When okay. the Cowboys drafted Michael Parsons, they had no pass rush. Guess what? They have a pass rush. Like, yeah, all right. So, what about what about even, uh, even, Diggs? Even, Diggs hold, the first round hold pick? Hold on, hold on, Maul. Even when Dallas drafted Parsons, he was supposed to be a off-ball linebacker. If the Mark, if the Marcus Lawrence does not get hurt. Before going into the regular season, Parsons never gets right. moved to pass rush if, if at Anderson all. Bus was candies and nuts, bro. He's an impact player, bro. At the yeah, end of the day, I'm not. I'm happened, not. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm really but, trying to. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to pick I'm on fools, bro. Hold on. What I'm getting to is is all based on coaching and scheme. That's if he's in a different scheme and with a better defensive coordinator, you probably see a better defense. This defense is not played downhill at all. Like we can we can watch it later on tonight. Just even though the Jets have a shitty ass quarterback in Zach Wilson that they have to play, just look how the Jets are gonna play the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. They don't have a downhill type of defense. When your first round pick is giving up a big play. Hey, last thoughts too. Last thought. Yeah, I'm 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 sorry. He's giving up a big play three games in a row, dog. That's not okay. And I'm not, and again, I'm not giving up on him. I'm not trying to bash him. He's giving up a big play three games in a row. Um, wait, where's my notes at? I had something in here. Where was the question? Uh oh, second half. Right. Was that a fumble when um Deron Payne hit Hurt's arm? I thought that I thought the ball shook shook free before he even went forward with the ball. 
before uh, her school. I thought it was a. I thought it was a fumble. I don't know what to think about this officiating today. Like that was it was. I, I felt like it was shaky on both sides. Like I thought that they called some DPIs on Philadelphia. That was that was complete, it just dead wrong. I thought that they called something on us. Um, I think we were on um, uh, who was it over the middle? Um, I don't remember. Uh, they called a DPI on some on somebody. Oh, that was Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller. They called a DPI on Kendall Fuller down the field. It was a spot foul, and I'm like, I don't. I didn't see anything that that hurt Kendall Fuller or even anything that would even get warranted a holding. Um, other things that they missed. Uh, there was a controversy with the 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 last little QB sneak that they do where um. Um, the left guard went off sides or, or he, he fall started before the snap got there. Like, I don't know, but, um, I, I thought that that was, and the reason why I bring it up because that was a big moment where like, if it is a fumble, obviously Washington recovered. Um, but also they're not kicking a field goal and they're in a situation where Washington's in a situation where you get the ball back and you stop them, um, and have this, this, this opportunity to, to either take the lead or extend it. I don't remember what it was, but, um, Philadelphia ends up kicking the field goal off of that, that incompletion ruling. Um, do we have any thoughts on like the the, the officiating at all? I feel like I feel like we haven't heard Dre in a minute. So Dre, go ahead. Hey, I really want. I really. I, that's, I wanted Wait, Dre to take on the last. Dre, did you? I'm about to say, get your get your piece too, bro. My bad. I swear, I realize that. I, now that we talking, I realize <laughs> no, that's that all right. We, no, we, we moving on because we we spent too much on the defense. But no, I mean the officiating. I mean honestly, I. I I don't really get too much into it unless it's something egregious. I mean, I did think there were a couple of times where they could have went one way or the other way on both sides. I mean, I did think that one uh, pass interference call they called on Kendall Fuller was pretty ridiculous. I thought at the least it was, you know, a legal contact. But then it was also it was a play I remember against us. I can't remember, but I was like, oh, we might have got a little <laughs> away with that one. But either way, I didn't feel like, you know, one way or the other to officiate and, you know, directed this game or you know other than the terry call was bang bang now i felt like if you called that you know reception in play you wouldn't have been able to overturn it just because you just it, it was so hard to see where that toe stood you know that you it, the evidence just wasn't there but again i thought if you called that on the field you wouldn't have been able to overturn it just like if you said it wasn't a reception you couldn't overturn it but again i didn't think that you know the officiating cost us the game or anything like that oh yeah i, I definitely don't want turn it that way i just thought it was yeah. just weird because like we could have had like if, if some of these calls were a little bit more accurate uh who knows what favorite would have been in i just know that washington would have had some opportunities um that probably yeah. could have benefited them. i mean i i think it's hard for any washington fan to complain um necessarily about like the officiating like the officiating today gave them so many breaks to continue drive <laughs> whether it be multiple pis or the different calls, illegal contact, like the official, the officials kept the game going for real. Like, cause there was a couple third downs where they didn't, they didn't complete anything. And those calls helped to keep it in the, uh, keep them in the game and, and put them in position to even be, you know, in overtime. So I, I don't really pay too much of attention to it. It wasn't egregious. I did feel like the, the Terry McLaurin, um, catch was in i'm kind of confused it like whether you see his toe or not his foot landed on a player who was still inbound that should count as <laughs> that's yeah. but at the end of the day i don't i don't know man maybe the rules the competition committee be changing stuff every year so i really don't even know at this point i guess we'll probably get a breakdown 
later on tonight or tomorrow, but I ain't really have no complaint necessarily with the officiating. Um, Kelly has a solid question. I think it's fair. Um, but I don't, I get, I mean, obviously for those that's listening, Kelly asked, what is the deal with Dotson? He isn't freaking out like he was supposed to. Um, obviously that was the expectation and, and it's kind of, it is a little weird to kind of see one thing in particular is the amount of targets he is getting versus the, the receptions that he's getting. Um, I think right now, where can I look at his stats? Um, 16 targets, just, just 16 targets over three games. Uh, today he got targeted nine times and only had four catches. Um, so like the catch percentage and all those things, like th- that's going to be a little bit different. Obviously he had one drop as well. They had a game winner. I'm just going to game tying drive, uh, touchdown, uh, which was actually, if you look at it, it was really good route. Um, and, and just a really good ball as well to, to, to get that separation. Um, I don't know. What's going on with Jahan? Uh, I don't think it's it's a it's a him problem, a hundred percent. I do think that there's instances where you see where he struggles in man coverage is more so like that physical like bump and run nature. Um, that's something that he's going to continuously have to work on as he as he gets older in this league and get a little bit more experience. Um, he's a shifty guy, but uh, if you get cornerbacks who's going to be a little bit more aggressive in, in terms of their coverage, their man coverage, um, then you're probably going to run into some issues with Jahan. Uh, in that way, being able to get open, uh, but but yeah, I, I don't know. It, I don't. I, I won't close the book on anybody. No, I don't think anybody's closed the book on Jahan. It's just a little. He's going. He's going through some shit. Yeah, I think I think Jahan is adapting to playing outside primarily a lot. Um, that was one of my issues when they drafted him. I wasn't quite sure how he would handle uh, press man coverage, uh, things of that nature. I think that EB is also. We got to understand this is a new offense. Like it, it takes some time for new offenses to to gel and to better understand your players and what you want to do with them when when it's live bullets out there. So I feel like he'll probably start leaning on him being in the fly a little bit more and, and not too much outside. I mean, there was one particular play um, where he was going against Jane Bradbury and they were trying to like fake fake like it was a a will route. Or whatever, I just didn't really like his. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like his release. I didn't like his effort on that down at all because the ball was going to him, but he didn't sell. He didn't sell the route at all. Uh, but I'm not really. I think they said it was supposed, he was selling a screen. Selling yeah, a screen. it was. It was like some. He was supposed to be somebody was selling a screen or wheel, but Jahan was supposed to run the wheel, and that's where they threw the ball. But I think overall, man, I don't really have too much of a complaint as far as today offensively, man. I just think that, you know, they're doing the best of what what they got at this point in period. So it is what it is. I'm impressed of how they, they didn't allow as many sacks. They made plays out there. They were aggressive in nature. Um, you know, I didn't expect the game to be as close as it, as it was, but overall I can't really complain about the offense. But I will complain about Jack Del Rio. That's that's my main complaint. Like I I need to see more out of this defense. I need to see them be more aggressive. I need them to to be keying in on things uh, a bit more. Like when Ben St. Juice knocks that ball out in that area, guys should be guys should be running to the ball. Like they should realize that that even happened. And you didn't get none of that. 
Like that's that's what's maddening about this game for me. Um, Dawson, uh, fellas, and, and then after that, we can Montel, uh, Dre, if y'all got thoughts on Dawson, then we can close out with our final thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, it's something we've brought up, you know, for the first three games of the season. We wanted to see more of Dotson, at least, you know, try to get the ball more to him. And today was encouraging. Even though it's another game where he barely cleared 20 yards, I still walk away from this game because the offense as a whole, you know, look good. And receiver is just one of those positions that's dependent on a lot of things in the offense. I mean, it's not one of those things, but they can just go out and get it on their own. You know, the, the quarterback has to see him. The quarterback has to want to target him. The O-line has to give the quarterback time to throw. The offense coordinator has to scheme up routes for him to get separation on. So, But today, so many encouraging things happen on offense. I feel like going forward, if Eric Bieniemy is hitting his stride and Sam Howell is hitting his stride, then in turn, Jahan Dotson is going to start having some of those games we've been expecting him to see. So like I said, the first three games, yes, very disappointed. But like I said, not so much and to Jahan himself because I know he can't throw himself the ball. I mean, obviously, he got to make catches when it comes to him like today. But again, if Sam Howell is hitting his stride and Eric is hitting his stride, I think soon we'll see more of the Dotson we expect to see. I guess the question is, do we want to do we want to see guys have huge numbers, or do we just want them to make plays when their number is called? Because at the end of the day, Maul just said that he had nine targets. I mean, how much yeah. more involved do you want a motherfucker to get when you got other people to feed the ball to? Then on top of that, he scored the game. Dallas is whooping these boys' ass. Yeah, yeah, he, he scored the game tying touchdown. So it's like, do we do do we ask these questions for fantasy? numbers or betting things or do we just want to win and have guys still kind of be a little bit integral with, within the offensive game and, and i think I'm, i mean nine targets is a lot but that's the thing though aj i'm 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 kind of like what you what you said the latter bro like i want to see everybody touching the rock and this is this is it's a, like today's game plan was get it out quick, try to get everybody involved. If you're open, you'll get the ball. And I don't care about numbers. I want to see us win. I want to see us be efficient on offense. I, I don't give a damn if Jahan Dotson in the season with 16 catches. If we winning and the offense is moving the ball, that's kind of all I care about. That's And this is weird. It's funny. I, I don't even want to use that reference. But, but I just – all I care about, <clears throat> get open. Get open, you'll get the rock, and Sam will get you the ball. So I, I'm not tripping. I think Dotson is a good receiver. He's a good weapon to have, but get open, get the rock. Um, Final thoughts uh, on on the game as we get up out of here. I guess I'll get started. Um, I think as we somewhat touched on, I think – First of all, the, the offense is going to have to prove that, that they can do this on a week-in, week-out basis. Mm-hmm. Their, their biggest thing – for for them over the, the first three games um they got off to terrible starts like terrible starts in the sense of scoring points like they they've moved the ball here and there but they they aren't putting up points right um and, and they're stalling on some drives with, with simple mistakes whatever they may be um but then obviously sacks and and bad decisions um or even from from sometimes play calling lack of involvement of, of brian robinson um particular that's always been my gripe uh, at least when it comes to um, using your running backs, uh, I think that like you get in your way sometimes. So I think this is a really good sign for Washington, but they're going to have to show like on a week in a week out basis before you can, before I can 
say that this is a, a side of the ball that I can like lean on. Um, they're going to show me something. Uh, and I think it's a good time against uh, the, the Chicago Bears upcoming who blew a 21 point lead to lose to the Broncos today uh, that, that you can really take advantage of a team who's struggling in so many as so many facets um, of their of their team um, and defense is being one of them, obviously. And, and defensively, my last thing for them, I think for Washington, man, it's it's just it's it's all about really trying to. Oh, first of all, the the defensive line I thought actually was 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 solid today. They could have could have been better in some instances, and, and the film is going to show that too. But I think from a unit standpoint, man, um, they're just going to have to find a way to 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 be a little bit more uh, cohesive in terms of their discipline. Um, I think that's their main thing. I think that they did a solid game or a solid job for the most part against the, on, on the ground. Um, but at the same time, you gotta you, you gotta find a way to to really gel and, and click from a rush standpoint. Um, and also like your your back end. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know what that coverage is gonna look like once you look at the all twenty two and see like how much uh things really broke down on the backside. Uh, or if it was just some incredible uh, or unfortunate. <laughs> luck for Washington. I was gonna say incredible luck for for Philly, but unfortunate luck for Washington. Uh, we'll see. But uh, for the for the most part, uh, this is you're not gonna see too many offenses as potent as Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me add to that last thing because I did. I want to just acknowledge. I have said all, and I think we've all said there's no more excuses to be given out for this defensive side of the football. Um, so I think even with me saying as potent, I want to be clear. Even with me saying as potent as Philly's offense is. Um, Washington is coming to a, a year where you have so many developed guys on on different levels of the football or different levels of that defense. So it, it really you really shouldn't be a team that's uh, allowing so many points per game and getting your offense in situations where they have to respond or tr uh, come back from behind and so many so many down so many weeks. Um, and it's happened in four weeks um, of the season. Um, whether I mean obviously offense offense contributed to it, but still leads were given up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, offensively, I love how they came out. They they got off to a, a fast start. Uh, I feel like they never really slowed down in that aspect. And the enemy did a great job of adjusting from last week against Buffalo, going against Philly, putting Sam in, in better opportunities and, and hitting home to him. If it's not there, be okay with trying to create or taking off and just gaining positive yards, not trying to play hero ball. Uh, I think a lot of times last week we've seen Sam try to play hero ball. Um, he, he moved the pocket a couple times with him. Um, I, I really didn't have an a issue with the offense overall. But when it comes to the defense, when you've been together essentially for four years, because pretty much it's been the same guys and the same, the same things are still glaring. You're not making enough turnovers to, to change the game and to put the ball – uh, put the ball in the hands of your offense to go and get more points. Um, they they don't even look like they've been playing together that long. <laughs> like, it, it's frustrating for me. I just want to see the defense be more aggressive, but that'll never change because at some point, I often say, at some point you got to trust your eyes and people are just who they are. Like, guys are who they are. Like, you know, we, we talked about this last year with Carson Wentz. A lot of people thought that he was going to change. Nah, he is who he is. You feel me? Like Jack Del Rio is who he is as a as a game planner, as a as a play caller. We just gonna have to live with it and hope that you know um, 
some of the opponents that they face don't have such a stout offensive line and that those guys get home, whether it be Payne, Allen, Sweat, or Young, and hopefully somebody along the way and make some plays on the ball as far as interception or creative fumbles. But aside from that, the defense needs to be better. And there's really not much you can really do at this point because if you fire Jack Real, you might as well fire Ron Rivera. And this is year four. So we'll just let it play out. Um, I'm trying to think. Next on the schedule is Thursday. You got a short week against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Um, yeah, I don't really know who else is really that hard that I would say on the schedule coming up. But, you know, you got a short Not week against, against the Bears. Um, you played two of the best teams on your schedule, and your defense has looked average. Nowhere close to being great. Nowhere close to being elite. Um, some people will say that it's the players. I beg to differ. I think it's the scheme. I think it's the approach and the game planning. Um, something that we haven't even touched on in this in this uh, conversation, but it happened a lot last week, and we touched on it. Why are your pass rushers like a sweat and young dropping back in coverage? It's third and nine, and you got Chase Young dropping back in coverage early in the game. For what reason? For what? I mean, like, situationally, I get it. Like that's part. That's just part. That's what DNs do, bro. Like even Nick yeah, Bosa, Von Miller, all, all them like, do. All them do it. But you bro. weren't even you weren't even in a point situationally to even do that, bro. Like it, it just it just makes no sense. Like you just you just have to let these guys pin back and get after the quarterback. Like, but it happens. To your point, though, I do just, agree with you. Like just, certain, like Deron Payne should have never been in coverage last week. Like, that should have never happened. So I, I to but, your to your Maul, actual, even even when I'm. Even when I'm talking about on that third down, the third and nine, Chase dropped back in coverage. Then literally the next play, first down, Chase dropped back in coverage again. What? What are we doing? <laughs> you dropped your, you dropped one of your best pass rushes in coverage back to back times. Like what is happening? So yeah, I mean overall for me, it's like I I knew that they were gonna lose. It was a great game. Uh, definitely kept us entertained. It wasn't a blowout. Uh, you just you just move on and you just realize like Washington is not there yet to compete with the elite teams on a consistent basis. That's pretty much why I leave off with last week and this week. I mean, for my final thoughts, man, I just honestly, like I said, with what we talked about with the offense today, I hope that Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell built for this. Like this game should show Sam Howell, hey, man, I think I could do this in this league, you know. And the good thing is, like I said, I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of ourselves and start looking at the schedule and saying this is a win, this is a win, because it's not that easy in this league, you know. But you you have a couple of opportunities to kind of gain some momentum with the opponents coming up. I mean, Chicago Bears are struggling. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons at that. Like I said, I don't want to look too far ahead, but I damn sure hope that they keep Desmond Ritter starting by the time we play them, you know, um, just to get this offense uh, that, that's uh, consistent momentum that we need to build um, to get Sam Howell going. Because, I mean, today showed that if this is what they are at their peak, they can play with anybody in this league. Now you need that defense that we kind of expected to be top five to start rising to the occasion. I mean, you played Buffalo and Philadelphia in the last two weeks. I mean, those are two of the toughest offensive teams you're going to go play. I mean, Buffalo, they just put up 48 points against the Dolphins today. So, I mean, these are, like I said, these are two of the best the NFL has to offer. I mean, you do want to see our defense win some of these matchups because of the personnel and the ex expectations you have for these guys. 
Um, now, going forward, as we mentioned with the offense, with these games coming up, now this is a time for this defense to start to gain some momentum as well. I mean, you don't want to let Justin Fields go off on you. I mean, this is a game you should go out there. I mean, you, you held the Chicago Bears to seven points last year. You know, so you know you still have the same defense. They have a couple of guys on offense, but I mean they 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 struggle. So you want to get this you want to get this going now. Um, you can kind of excuse a little bit, like I said, against Buffalo or Philadelphia, even though we're a little pissed off. You know, it's like, but hey, look who we're playing. But you're not going to get those same excuses against the Falcons, the Bears, and the Giants. So now this is the crunch time for the defense to really lock in and show us what we expect them to be. Yeah, I'm going to keep it brief because I agree with everybody, but I'm going to steal from everybody. I kind of want to see it all come together because that's what the good teams do. The good teams aren't just good offensively. They aren't just good defensively. It all comes together. And if for some reason, like AJ mentioned this earlier in the show, and this has been dated back to when I was like eight, bro. One year our defense is good and the offense is garbage. One year the offense is good and the defense is garbage. And it's like, dog, can we just have a good defense and a good offense? Y'all both don't got to be top five, but can y'all both just be collectively like top 12 or something? Like somewhere in the middle? Because that's that's what the good teams did. Like Maul said, man, Dallas whipping their ass. And it's like, I ain't watching the game. And I'm like, every time I feel like I look up, Dallas whipping somebody's ass. They scoring on offense and they stopping them on defense getting turnovers. That's what I want to see from my team. All right. Um, there it is, man. That's gonna wrap it up for us. It was it's very, very fun. I appreciate everybody that was in the chat, man, giving us giving us hail on a on a 30-minute Forbes conversation. Stacy, man, keep coming back. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna talk my shit. Same as you talk yours, bro. Appreciate you coming in uh and, and chopping it up. Everybody else as well. I see y'all, Jay Tyler, Magic, Imani, um, Kelly, Kenny, everybody, man. Peace craft. Appreciate y'all checking in as well. Uh, the fellas will be back. Oh, we got a new this is gonna be a weird schedule. So I guess we'll talk off air to try to figure out what we're gonna do since the game is on Thursday. Um, but but stay tuned. I guess we'll we'll try to figure this thing out uh, since it's gonna be a quick turnaround. Um, but we'll be back around Montel. You know, you got the flow. I mean, you got the open door invite, man. So if you want to pop back up uh this week, um tap in, you know what I'm saying? But that's gonna wrap it up for us. Appreciate everybody who tapped in, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff, man. We out here. Peace. Damn, set, huh? Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole, or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long, or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Die. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.